Hello and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, my pronouns are he, him, and I'll be your storyteller for this game about living gods on the wrong side of the law. Joining me for this game is... Hey there guys, my name is Tyler, my pronouns are he, him, I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire affected street exorcist. Hi everybody, my name's Christina, I will be playing Elion. My pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. They are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and my pronouns are she and her. I play a wood aspect named Rush Ferris, who has a ferret familiar named Zeke. Together, they specialize in archery, larceny, and dance. Hi, I'm Michaela Sheher, and I'll be playing Tirali of House Regara, an Earth-aspected leader of a small military force known as the Tyrants who cooks the books for the gang. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded, the Atonement Prison Break. Brendan, does this does what he's saying sound at all familiar from anything that I've learned? That sounds like a l intelligence or an intelligence in lore or intelligence in a cult role. I will certainly like to use a cult, and I should note that I have a specialization in a cult in exorcism. Is that relevant here? That would not be relevant here. Um, wits in a cult, intelligence in a cult, because you're trying to remember information. Ah, okay. Four. Four successes. Okay. You know, you don't know exactly what he is. Uh, apparently, the Immaculate Order has him pegged as an anathema. And usually they're pretty good about things like that. But this guy that he's telling you about, who's traveling across all the eight directions and how he kind of disappeared and gave him, literally gave Minami a subroquet, sounds like he talked to a god and not a demon. Ricky's gonna, like, sigh, a long, exasperated sigh, and uh, kind of look at the staff in his hands and look at the end of it, and uh, kind of cut a side-eye at Minami. Yeah. I'm real sorry about this, pal. I'm gonna raise the staff really high in an instant and slam it down really, really hard on his... Okay, uh... Give me a Dex and martial arts roll. Uh, I'll give you a, I'll give you a two dot stunt because that felt real emotional right there. So auto success and two extra dice. Eight. <laughs> so with eight successes, uh, Manami sees what you're doing, and he just kind of goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Ricky, Ricky, that's not, that's not, that's not necessary. I'm not like bad or anything. I'm just a." Uh... And he kind of gets what you're going for, and he kind of like, you guys are like basically like. As close to, like, best friends as you could really be. And he kind of, like, gets that moment. And he goes, oh, okay. And he makes sure that both of his shackles are aligned just so that you smash through both of them. Uh, as soon as that you do this, um, you can see there is, like, essence flowing through him. Uh, as his hands start to uh, kind of mend themselves. And you can see... On his forehead is a, uh, on his forehead that, ha that has kind of very quickly glowed and then kind of faded 
is a uh is an astrological as a uh it doesn't go with any uh, I'm sorry it's a constellation it doesn't go with any uh like major constellations it doesn't go with like any uh like the the, the planets that make up the sky uh but it does in in looking at it and glancing at it you kind of get like this this feeling of like I don't want to say goodness, but kind of like neutral neutrality, I guess. Like whatever he is can be used for good or ill. But you totally owe me curry for free for the rest of your life. That's the deal. Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking got it. I fucking got it. Okay. Uh, Well, let's get the fuck out of here. It sounds like pirate bestiality in here. You you fucking. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Huh? You, You. You know we're recruiting people, right, Ricky? Oh, well, maybe you're recruiting people. Apparently, I'm not. Yeah, apparently not. And you know what? That's I. You're welcome. Side uh, from the door that Ricky was kind of being hollered at by by the fem- by the by the lady voice. Uh, there's a face that kind of presses up against it. She's like a pretty woman with like silvery hair with like very sharp features. Um, and she kind of looks at you all and just goes, come on, you, one of you has to have gotten the guard's keys. Can you please let the captain out? I mean, you know, you've got the keys, Divine. If you want to, I'm, I, I've tried to open the door. I'm trying to open. Oh yeah. I didn't know that's what, I didn't know the captain was back there. I thought that was just like, you know, somebody we didn't like. Um, Yeah. So why are, we will... let, why are we letting a bunch of pirates out again? Is because they add to our numbers. The uh, the guy the the guy that uh, Divine was talking to, because we like to stick it to the Immaculate Order. I like the cut of your jib. Yeah, that's a pirate saying. Aha! You know we are. Yeah, you know it's yeah it's, yeah it's you. Uh, so uh, also, you know, remember those Lintha we fought a while ago. Divine. Why didn't we recruit them? You know, same logic, right? Ah, oh, f- been useful. There, there is a stereo. Fuck the Lintha. I mean, I agree, but the point is, you know what? Do what you want. They're not gonna. St- they're not gonna kill me in my sleep. Wouldn't even fucking try it. But you, you, you live your life. The Lintha weren't in a prison where we're sending a message saying, "Hey, fuck you, Immaculate Order," by breaking everybody out of here. Mm, those words do get my blood boiling. Damn you. Then you and your exploitation of my hatred of religion. All right. So let's break the captain out. Cause obviously since, you know, he's the only door with locks, this is ought to be, uh, this'll, this'll be fun, right? Good times all around, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, my, once you take those locks off, I'm, I, I re I assume that you all have like a, like a lock picking specialist. You might want to let them work on this because things will go Sideways, real quick, if you don't. I hope that you're the lock-picking specialist. Yeah, I'm real good at locks. You want to see how I pick locks? Hey, Ferris. Can you get me through this door? Ferris will step forward with a big smile and just nod. I guess I will do it. you the best. And I'm going to toss Ferris the keys as she walks towards the door. The, the the lady kind of looks as it Ferris walks towards the door and she just kind of like there's a sigh of relief and she and she's just like, Oh thank God we're not being rescued by another sausage. Ha! 
I feel like there's a story there, but I also don't. Have you been rescued by a sausage party before us? No, that's how uh, our friend over there, uh, she kind of points to uh, the, the dark skin guy with the dreadlocks. Uh, that's how uh, that's how glass got caught. He came in with a bunch of uh, look shy guys. Oh, yeah, you don't you never come in with a bunch of just dudes from look shy. It was probably June's boys, too, wasn't it? Wasn't it glass? Glass looks up and goes, yeah, Carl June said he could get us in. Yeah, he's real good at getting into prison. Not so good at getting out. Yeah, well, didn't say that much on the uh, on the ad. You know, I got I got to say overall, all things considered, this is a very nice facility they have here. They even left to leave the doors open for me. I can walk out wherever I want. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Miss, uh, she's gonna kind of like bring you over, like kind of like move a move a hand up and like motion you over to to her. Uh, Ferris will walk over and uh, kind of examine the locks and stuff. Right. So, um, she kind of like motions you towards her door real quick. I will walk over there. All right. So once that you open up the door, hold your breath. Uh, my husband's spirit and smoke method is inside there, and you're going to want to hold your breath. Okay. There's a slight, uh, like, hesitant, hesitant tone in there, but, you know, just going to nod and take a little gander at this lock. Well, the locks, the five locks that are on there, uh, you have the keys for. It's the safe part of it that's going to be hard. Okay, so I can use the keys, unlock the locks, and then I have to do like a lock picking thing for the safe part. Yep. Okay, well, Ferris will start unlocking the locks to get those out of the way first. That way, when the safe part is open, she can just open the door without having to unlock little locks. The, the locks come off just as easily. Uh, they are all made of ornate demon's gold as they fall down with loud clanks at your feet. And now the jade, uh, the jade dial, uh, the large jade dial in the center is there waiting for you to pick the lock or I guess crack the safe in this case. All right. Um, I'm going to use underground rivers flow to add successes to my larceny roll and nimble thief's fingers to, to um, pick the lock and it allows me to reroll sixes. And can I use sagacious elder instruction like we did for the last lot to give her a uh, temporary specialty on cracking safes? Only if you give me a uh, good stunt for that. Yeah. All right. So Ferris, you remember the uh, the safe box, right? That we had to get into for the uh, mummy. I don't want to fuck her safe box. You remember Uh how we had to listen for the directions of the tumbler? It's just like that. But it's bigger, so it's easier. And. I would like to use my 
deep listening palm technique to listen and guide uh, Ferris through the tumbler gates as she cracks it. Okay, do you have to roll anything to give her the specialty? Um, it is a lore roll. Okay, please do that first, and then the result of that is going to determine some things going forward. Gotcha. Uh, Brendan, for Underground Rivers Flow, it's two moats per success. How much can I spend to get six successes? Is, is it equal to my essence? So, um, what is your larceny score? My larceny score is five. Okay. So currently you could spend four moats to get yourself two successes. If divine can give you that success or that specialty, you could spend six to get three because the excellency works off of your ability score. Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense. I don't know why I thought it was off of essence. I got four successes on that lower roll. Okay. So with four successes, you are able to successfully help uh, navigate Ferris's uh, understanding of how the, the tumblers and everything in the safe uh, cracking technique should work, uh, giving Ferris the temporary specialty in uh, cracking safes, which means that she can now use uh, underground rivers flow to uh, spend, if you wanted to spend six moats to get three auto successes plus anything else. I'm going to do that. I'm going to spend the, the six moats plus the one moat for nimble thief's fingers that allows me to reroll sixes. Okay. Um, and then before that you make that roll, so then I can determine the proper difficulty for this because it is a fairly high difficulty thing appropriately. I would like Cody, if you could make me a perception awareness roll with that, uh, deep listening palm to see how that you can assist. Basically, uh, depending on how good that your assist is, I will actually be lowering the difficulty for Brit instead of, you know, adding more dice, because that just did not work out last time. And, uh, Brendan, for the willpower, do, uh, uh, for like, the spending the willpower, is that on a, a, like, do I spend it for this roll, or do I spend it for using the technique? It, so it's got to be for the charm, right? It does not have to be for the charm. You can actually spend uh, willpower just to get an auto success. Okay, then I will at least add one willpower for that as well. So as Ferris goes up and she, you know, unlocks all the locks with the key, sets them off to the side, throws the keys back to uh, whoever, or sets those off to the side as well, she kind of looks at the lock, takes a nice deep breath, and lets it out slowly to kind of focus on it really think about what Kavis was telling her, trying to remember the other safe lock that they kind of broke into. And she's going to take one more deep breath, lace her fingers together, and crack them. As she cracks her fingers, her anima level will actually go up from glowing to burning as she spends the essence to use her, her charms to break into the safe. Okay. Excellent. So with that, um, I'm going to give you an extra two dice, an auto success. And since it's a two dot stunt, you get to just regenerate that willpower. All right. So divine, I'm also going to use a willpower on this, uh, on this role for the awareness. Uh, divine places his hand against the, uh, stone wall 
as the wind picks up around the two of them, pretty much creating a whirlwind to block out all the noise that's not them. He places his hand against the uh, door and small bits of lightning arc out from each fingertip, creating like a webway sparking across the front of the door. And they kind of stay there looking like they're transferring energy between his palms and the door as he listens for the tumblers to fall into place into the proper gates. Okay, uh, again, two dot stunt, so auto success, two extra dice, and regen that willpower. So that's eight successes. Okay. I have uh, mentally lowered the difficulty for Brit. I will let you know that it is a fairly high difficulty, uh, even by uh, my standards. Um, it is originally a nine. I'm going to be lowering it down to a six. Now, can I also use uh, Zeke to help me with his keen sense of hearing to help with the lockpicking as well? Um, since Zeke cannot stunt uh, himself right now, and since uh, Cody is helping you, I'm going to say that you get to pick one or the other. Okay, well then I'll I'll just have Cody helping me. Um, since I was told... To hold my breath, though, I will tell Zeke to go stand with one of the others away, just in case. Okay. Go ahead and make that roll. You have uh, four automatic successes, pretty much, from everything, so... uh... Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out exactly how many dice I'm rolling. I think it's just 12. What's your dex? I have a five in dex, a five in larceny, and then I got the two from the stunting. You would also get the one from the specialty. The one that Divine gave me, right? Yes, so that would be 13. And then you can add up to three from the uh, Excellency Not, Charm? No, no, the Excellency only gives her auto successes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the Excellency just the auto successes. All right, so 13 dice. Got it. So that would be a total of nine successes. Fantastic. Okay, and my last question before that this door before that this door that you can't unopen opens. She only told you to hold your breath. Did you tell any of the other crew? Because I didn't hear you tell them. I did not, because okay. I was under the assumption she was not whispering. But that would that might that might uh be bad now. I would like to preface this with I am in Bonfire and have swirly wind and dust around me to help protect me. Okay. I did. I did pass Zeke off though to, to tell him to be safe because I was told to hold my breath. No, it'll be fine. It will be fine. You open up this door. The the as if by divine providence, uh, the door opening uh, on your first go, not triggering any of its defenses and completely negating an entire boss battle that I had waiting for you. As I was going to just have you guys fight a door. It, it was going to be so cool, but alas. You open up the safe, and as soon as that the tumblers click out of place and you can open it up, there is like this pressurized hiss as suddenly a very uh, sweet-smelling smoke comes pouring out of the uh, pouring out of the room. And 
Everyone who wasn't holding their breath, please roll me stamina and resistance. Brendan, is this a poison check? How do you feel about hallucinogens being poisons? Then, then yeah, probably. Okay. Does, does that apply to me who has my, my swirling wind? I will give you a lower difficulty. Sweet. What about my whirlwind that's been <laughs> swirling around us as we open this door? I will give you a lower difficulty as well. And I believe that Ricky can't even be poisoned anyway, so... Ricky cannot be poisoned anyway. What if I performed a minor manipulation of my aspects element, you know, air manipulation, and just filtered it out? Just like air bended the smoke away. Says the person I mean, who can't be poisoned. And the person who can also heal all poison. You know it hurts me to turn down hallucinogenics, but also... For all you know, that's cyanide smoke. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Yes, I have an answer. If we can tell something's happening, can we... Yeah, yeah, sure, if you want. Okay, I'm going to activate my resistance excellency, purifying blood ascendant. Fantastic. I'm going to spend um, two moats. To get it automatic success, and I get to reroll sixes until. All right. Um, I said difficulty three before, right? Because it's a difficulty three poison uh, with the two air aspects getting uh, getting difficulty two. Uh, Ricky doesn't have to roll, and Ferris was holding her breath. So, my two air aspects and Elian, please give me some rolls. You, you said... mean your earth and air? I'm sorry. Yeah. My earth and air aspects. Give me some rolls and... You said dex and resistance. Stamina and resistance. Stamina oh. and resistance. You got an auto success from that, right, Christina? Yes, I did. Okay. Radical. No sixes. Dope. Is your resistance five, Michaela? But of course. Is your resistance one, Cody? No, it's three. <laughs> Your resistance is higher than mine is. Okay, Cody. Holy shit, bud. Okay, that is technically a botch right there. If it makes you feel yeah, better, is. I don't have any resistance. Okay. So. Can't, can't I just use daddy's money to buy off the hallucination? You most certainly cannot. Shit. The wave of... Smoke washes over you all as the, the door gets opened. Uh, the smoke rapidly loses potency as this happens, and greeting you all, as soon as the door is open, but the smoke is still kind of swirling around inside there, you see, standing at a grand, one feet tall, and on four legs, is a brown and white corgi who comes up and starts wagging his tail at uh, Ferris. You know who this is, Brit. You know who this is. Immediately, as the smoke begins to clear, there is a short but fairly well-built man uh, in ragged jeans, sandals, and a shirt. Uh, at, the, at his side is a demon's gold hookah that he is smoking from and he looks to you all with the most bloodshot eyes possible and goes sup bro sup dude bruh 
Bra, are you here to save me? Bra. So cool of you. So cool of you. Anyway, bros. Um, right, so let's get to the boat then, right? Yeah? Plural. And he gets up, stumbles, and starts walking out. Again, I would like to reiterate that this, uh, um, who is the shortest person here? Not out of character, because we know that's Brit. But who is the shortest person here? I think it's either me or Elian. I think I made Elian my height, which would be 5'8". I made Ferris small because she has to be able to, like, dance well and through crowds. So I actually, if Divine is not uh, smaller than me, I might actually be the smallest. I mean, mine's average, so it's like five between five nine and five eleven. Uh, how tall is Ferris then? I, I was putting Ferris between uh, five four and five five. Like she wasn't going to be super big. I know I'm going to assume that Ricky's about Ricky is about average height, and uh, Tarali is uh like very like very stacked. The height of a brick shit house. The height of one entire brick shit house. She's medium build, just super stocky. Like the powers and the leanness. Like, like you don't a, see like a karate black belt. Like dense. Yeah, got that low center of gravity. Horse stance. <laughs> so this guy walks out at a uh, astounding five foot even. Oh. He is shorter than all of you. His demon's gold hookah uh, is about six feet tall, and he is carrying it like it is no problem. Uh, Divine, to let you know, as the one person who succumbed to uh, Smoke and Spirits Method's uh, intoxicating uh, drugs, you can see him for what he is. You see... Blazing on his forehead, a nightcast symbol, which is basically a golden circle. And you see all of the riches in the world tumbling into his pockets as he as the uh, specific drug that he uh, used allows you to see animas in their full bonfire state when they are not even happening. Gross. Oh, my. There's a lot of really intense animals in this room, Bubby. Yeah. So it's a lot to take in. I'm uh I'm not doing okay. There's a there's a gigantic angry howling fire dog and a lightning kraken and whatever Ferris's bonfire. <laughs> yeah, but those are y'alls. Like I know what y'alls looks like. Those are okay. Also, you've never seen Elion's full banner before. Yeah, but I got I got the walk over here to adjust to it. It's not like it just popped up out of nowhere after some smoke blew on my face. Like we had a whole walk over here and I know why it's there. The rest of these are just like showing up. And that's the not okay part. From the one cell with the sharp featured woman, there is a uh lar- there is a large uh hawk behind her that appears menacing, predatory, and like it's going to murder you. Uh, the guy that you were talking to before, Glass, um, 
looking at his bonfire, it is, for one, a solar bonfire. Um, you can see the blazing symbol of a Twilight cast mark on him. And um, his entire bonfire is um, flame pieces that shoot out Old Realm script. Ricky, I'm flipping the fuck out, man. Yeah? You can see Manami's bonfire. Oh. It is simply standing behind him as if it was trying to Jojo, like, absolutely impose upon you as you see the form of a god who is nothing but cutlery and multiple hands just skewering up a hibachi and, and like, just flames coming out of, like, onion ring, like, volcanoes and everything, as you can see the form behind him of the god of cooking 10,000 steaks. I was just about to ask, I was like, is that 10,000 steaks? <laughs> yes, Manami is the exigent of 10,000 steaks. Beautiful. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll be over here. <laughs> I, uh, not you, doing, uh... not doing okay. Do you want not be tripping balls? I can help. I I just gotta collect myself. It's not real. It's not real. It's fucking real. It's totally fucking real. What the fuck? Where the fuck did you get that guy? Minami, what's going on over? Hey, Brendan. Yes. How long does it take to cast a sorcery? Um, what is the sorcerer's moat requirements on your thing? On your spell? I have it right here. It's 20. Okay, uh, so roll Intelligence and Occult, and then once you get 20 successes, let me know. That's how many turns have passed. Okay, and turn is like a number of seconds, right? Uh, yes, more or less. Funnily enough, I think the I don't know is Glass. Obviously, I have a character. Okay. Hey. There you go. So it took, let's say, about half a minute to, to cast. Uh, so Ricky's just going to, like, go over there. To uh to divine, he's flipping out in the corner and like help him stand up and like, alright, guy, okay. he's the trick, right? I'm gonna help you out. Eat breaths. And I'm just gonna breathe with him for like half an hour or half an hour, half a minute. And then at the end of the half a minute, when he's on the like when he's breathing in, I'm just gonna punch him really hard in the stomach and make him vomit up all the poison that he inhaled. <laughs> That's one way to do sorcery. Yeah, I cast fist. The uh, spirits and smoke <laughs> method, uh, the guy with the hookah, is laughing when you do this. <laughs> bro, that's fantastic, bro. Glass, you got to check this out. We got another sorcerer over here. Bro, this is so cool. And uh, no, Bert, you got cocaine, you boy. Do ghosts about it. And after half a minute of hyperventilation, Divine throws up a billow of... Uh, Smoke. <clears throat> yeah, I don't get to use that trick very often. Thanks, Pally. Okay, bro. So you're the ones who are sent here to get us out, then, huh? I uh want to look over to to Divine. You know, I I might have been talking a lot of shit, and they probably kick our shit in if I uh, talk too much shit. But you know what? No regrets. Yeah, they they uh, they don't they definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, get, I'm getting that vibe. <laughs> I'm getting that vibe. Um, uh, yeah, actually, we weren't sent here to uh, rescue you, Captain. It's just kind of a uh, side deal because, you know. You, you just kind of have to be em. here. 
my my guy was in here and I came to get him, but uh, Divine had to get you out. But you know what? It is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, because fuck the Immaculate Order. Am I right? <sighs> yeah, I feel like you're using that like a crutch to get me to do things you want me to do. You want you you want yeah you want me to do. Hey, it's not my fault. You're easily manipulated. Uh, bro, I'll, I'll bro. punch you again. So anyway, we got. I got my guys out and you kind of notice like while that you were doing that, like this guy just kind of went through and just kind of his crew is out. Um, how many larceny charges does Raska have? Um, all of them. He accidentally all of it. That will be me one day. Also, they're the solar equivalent charms. Oh, I know. By the way, Ricky, you see this guy who is, um, in the anathema wing, uh, carrying around a uh, orichalcum hookah like it's no big deal. Uh, there's a corgi following around you guys. It's very cute, very adorable. Uh, has the symbol of the sun on its forehead, by the way? The corgi? What was the corgi's bonfire? No, the corgi doesn't have a bonfire. It's just the uh, the familiar of the captain. Dog. Yeah. I reckon y'all what those uh, what those uppity monks tried to teach me that back in the day, huh? Yeah, the, uh, the the demons as they call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, bro. Not not exactly demons, bro. We're more like uh, chosen. Like we're like we're not demons. We're like those are Lintha. We're we're just pirates, man. Like, bro, come on. Hey, guy. Uh, I don't like them just as much as you don't like them. Want to go see the guy at the job who I just shattered a few minutes ago? That was fun. Yo, that sounds super cool, bro. Let's go. Uh, yeah, speaking of going, let's leave. Hey, uh, Tara, like, all you goons can kind of get us the fuck out of here, right? I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah, my stay's been nice, but it's time to fuck right off. I, uh... Yeah, family's probably pretty pissed at me, huh? I just kind of fucked off one day, yeah? I mean, you know, just kind of fucking... Eh. You did get swollen in prison. It's pretty impressive there, bud. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. Let's just say getting you out of here wasn't on our list of things to do. Recruiting the pirates was on a list of things we might want to do. Getting Ricky out wasn't on that list. Like, you were below the pirates. You were my entire list, pal. So, you know. Also, remember the free food. I'm hungry right now. i cooking. You're, you're got a cooking now. Make me some food. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just walk out. They can't stop me anyway. Come on. They are not going to stop you anyway. Uh, this crew is going to just kind of follow you guys. Um, so you guys head away from the anathema wing and head towards uh, the exit. Uh, most of the non-consequential guards have been taken down by the multiple battle groups in this area that are causing a prison riot. So uh, the way out of the prison of what w- once might have been kind of rough is now a walk in the park for you all. However, I will note to the one person who's been here for a while, you haven't seen the warden. Yeah, it's a little, not quite, it's a little too quiet. Uh, can I find uh, Jaded Mike on the way out too to make sure he, he leaves with us? Uh, he, he looks at you and he's just like, oh, hey there. Hey there, uh, Ricky. Are you yeah, you're you ready to get the fuck out of here? I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Where is this? Hi. 
You got quite the entourage. Yeah, I had to get my goons out. <clears throat> oh, all, all these guys are your goons then, huh? Yeah. Um, oh, um, only one of these guys is his goon. And uh, Divine points to Manami. Yeah, at this point, uh, the pirates are just shaking their heads like, what the fuck are you talking about? Charlie just has an eyebrow raised. Hey, don't don't give me that. I'm, I'm not a small deal. I'm almost a big deal. Anyway, who's goons? Who's easy in the point? Let's go. Yeah, not the point. Let's get on out of here. So, again, you guys head on out to uh, outside of the prison. Um, having fresh air uh, after all this time is actually kind of nice. Because they weren't giving you fresh air before. It was just kind of like inside kind of stale air. Kind of sucked. Uh, having that nice sea air. Very nice. As that you all walk out uh, towards the docks, you can see there is a small uh, junk ship there that is uh, waiting. And there is a single form on the dock between you all and the ship. That guy, that man, is stands at a imposing nine feet tall in red jade armor. Red jade heavy armor, I should say. And upon his back, uh, now rapidly moving into his hands, is a white jade grim cleaver. Uh, Basically, a massive fucking scythe. Uh, none of you besides Ricky and the NPCs recognize this man, but Ricky certainly does. The warden of the jail. 10,000 copper scales. What about, uh, Tarali? Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. Tarali would also recognize copper scales. Shoot, guys. It's the copper. It's the coppers. You know, when case nobody's today. You're a pretty big bitch, you know that? Like, you're a big dude. So, so, Ricky, this time we start by breaking his nose, right? I mean, good luck. You're the nose breaker. I don't know, uh, we'll have to see. I would be quite impressed to see you do that. As that he, like, has on, like, a full faceplate, like... You can't really see his features besides he's tall and in armor. You know, as much as I'd love to to have have another good scrap, I don't know what you think it's going to really accomplish. Everyone's already out. I mean, sure, they can't really go anywhere, but you're going to you going to you going to single-handedly trap them all. All your goons are gone. Prisoners, return back to your cells immediately. If you just kind of, kind of like look behind him, and what I'm sure is a growing uh, like mob of people, and just look to see if anyone goes. All of them look back and look to him, and then look to you, and uh, at least a good chunk of them look to Tarali. Uh, what what do you tell them to do? Because they're, uh, I'll be honest, a little scared of this guy. Tarali's relatively unfazed and just very cool and calmly tells her troops to hold. Just hold. 
you know, you guys might not have heard me say it because you're a little far away, you know, but that's a big bitch. But still a bitch. Fuck them. Bitch is the operative term. Anyway, you can never really keep me here anyway. I'm just checking out of my hotel. You do not simply check out of the atonement. Return to yourselves or I will be forced to get violent. You can certainly try. Oh yeah, I uh, I remember this from, uh, they were teaching me this when I was uh, looking into running the inn. Uh, when you check out Ricky, you gotta give him his keys back. Uh, you still got the keys from when we broke the captain out? <laughs> I never had the keys. Do you got the keys? Ferris, do you hang on to those keys? Because uh, that's part of the checkout process. I never had the key. Yeah, I never returned the, the key card. You know, I'm a douchebag. Anyway, let's go. Ricky, really quick, if you could give me a... Uh, why don't you just give me a wits and a cult roll as you look at this guy? Okay. Because he's going to start flaring and some stuff is going to keep is going to make you feel weird. Do I need to roll anything with my battlefield awareness and anathema warning signs? Absolutely. I would love that. Uh, what, what is the anathema warning signs under? It is under a cult as my specialty. Uh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty dog shit. Whoa. Uh, roll me wits and uh, a cult with the specialty added in for an extra. Nine. Okay. So normally two successes is usually just under the threshold for getting some information, but Ricky is in a very special and unique position. You see when that you don't, recall exactly where the, you know this from. Maybe it's something that's been lodged into your subconscious uh, lately just because of things. But he takes up a stance and when he does his, uh, the symbol on his forehead begins to flare and you immediately recognize the symbol as the symbol of Sigor, the Lord of the Kept, the God of Human Bondage. For you, Tarali, for anathema warning signs, you recognize him as the chosen of that god. And not in the way that, like, a mortal sorcerer can be a chosen of the god. There's a very similar vibe that you're getting from this guy as you get from Manami. So it's not, he's not, like, being the chosen of, a mortal sorcerer chosen is what I am. Yes. Okay. So he's like the spicier version of that. Yes, he is the spicier version of that. He is the version where that uh, a god literally shared a portion of their power with him, whereas you're more like a god imbued you, like basically taught you some of their tricks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like lift my arm up that has the shackle on it and like tap it with my staff. If I pull this shit off, you better fucking remember it, huh? And I'm gonna assume a battle stance. Um, anyone with martial arts, um, because I know that there's like three of you, um, if you guys want to roll me an intelligence and martial arts roll at a difficulty of four to see if you can identify what kind of stance that he's in. Right. I don't think I have anything else that might be helpful for them. I was going to see if I can try and use eidetic memory to see if maybe that would help I... with recognizing it, but I think that's. I don't know if that would. I really don't know cool. that you would. I don't know that you would have encountered this yet. Okay, that's fine. Do I get any bonuses for battlefield awareness or gang warfare? 
Uh, no. This is just a straight, I, I recognized that, uh, I recognize that stance. You said intelligence and martial arts? Yes, please. Wow, the dice pressure just does not like me tonight. All right, so, starting from the bottom with technically a botch, um, Elian, you identify the style that, uh, 10,000, uh, 10,000 copper scales has taken as orgiastic fugitive style. Uh Uh-oh. Tarali and Ricky, on the other hand, correctly identify the stance as, uh, White Reaper style. Yeah, I even knew that one. Because as soon as you said Scythe, I was like, oh, great. That I knew bell, that one. But I don't know much about it. So, uh, while that you, Tyler, do not know much about it, Tarali and Ricky actually probably know a decent amount. Uh, White Reaper style is mostly known for being able to take on multiple enemies at once and, and especially excels around battle groups. You know how Elion gets little little things sometimes that swirls around their head, little like orbs. Yeah, you might see some of those around their head too. That's just out of character knowledge. So, with that taken, um, I'm going to ask for. Uh, there are going to be a couple things that are about to happen. The first is is that behind all of you, as are behind everyone, as in like. The tyrants and Corral's boys and the anathema that you're with and everything. There is a sudden crack in the ground as the hungry dead begin to appear. There are many, many, many zombies behind you blocking your way back. And in front of you. He's a master martial artist who's very good at keeping people where they need to be because he's an ex-gen of bondage and also very good at fighting multiple people at once because that's what White Reaper style does. Uh, can Before I ask 50 times and confuse everyone, what are those zombies qualified as in, in terms of creatures of darkness? They are absolutely creatures of darkness. So... Here is where the things are going to get fun. First off, to Raleigh. Yes. You have a battle group that you can give commands to. See, I do. So what we're going to do first is we're going to be uh, rolling join battle for uh, a lot of people. Uh, You guys included and then battle groups as well. So, Brendan, so he can attack multiple people per turn. He has an ability to hit multiple people per turn. Neat. Now, granted, they have to be within close distance of each other. And like, there's a lot of like if ends or buts. But like, if you got him near a battle group, he will destroy it. The style is literally made to rip through him. I will also let you all know that since he is wearing heavy armor, he is going to have a lot of soak. Ha! Finally, something that matters. Somebody's wearing armor. Does your lightning do bullshit to people with armor? Uh, yeah, it do. So, um, I'm going to get the battle groups initiative rolled first. Uh, to make things easier, we are only going to have the undead versus Tarali's tyrants. 
Uh, so, uh, Michaela, if you could roll for the join battle for Tarali's Tyrants, um, their join battle roll is a 10. All right. So the Tyrants go on eight. And then undead group of dead men tell no tales go on a five because they had a joint battle roll of two. Is everybody rolling? Um, now would be the time to if you wanted to stunt your joint battle, if you wanted to spend uh, willpower or anything else to get a good initiative roll, uh, if you wanted to use any charms or anything, now would be the time to do it. I do have something. I just have to find it. I mean, I'm going to let Tyler go before me because part of my uh, joint battle stunt ends with me landing just behind him in Dunfers. So the the undead battle group are creatures of darkness, correct? They are. Interesting. Now, Mastery is if I'm a Celestial, right? They're solar? Yes. Okay. I'd like to spend six modes and use Where's Doom Inquisition. Firstly. Um... Those who hide in the darkness reveal their own wickedness. The martial artist adds a cult bonus dice onto an awareness roll to join battle or detect a hidden threat in combat. If any creature of darkness opposes her roll, her uh, her essence total ones on their rolls add non-charm dice to her roll. Uh, so what did your undead group roll? Uh, my undead group rolled uh, a 3 and a 10. Oh, so no ones. Okay, that's fine. I still have my occult dice to my uh joint battle roll that's still pretty fucking awesome yes it is um and i would uh how um how far is he ahead of us he is within short distance of you all uh for my joint battle uh i would like to calmly walk up to close with him and assume my stance right in front of him without blinking Okay, I mean, like I said before, I'm going to let you guys keep your stance so you don't have to... Uh, I know, but that's how I... That's just the that's the description of how I'm doing it. Okay. I'm just um, walking right in front of his face without any hesitation. And we're okay, uh, assuming a stance. I will absolutely give you an extra two dice and an automatic success for that uh, with yes. a two-dot stunt. Um, you, just so you know, since it, the Where's Doom Inquisition, uh, since that adds your occult as bonus dice, um... Your you would be capped on uh, bonus dice, so you couldn't excellency the awareness. Just as a heads up. Oh, that's fine. I wasn't planning on it. Uh, I don't even have the awareness excellency. Okay, so it's five, seven plus awareness and dex. Uh, wits and awareness. Wits and awareness. Okay, so seven plus seven and one auto six. Uh, plus three would put you at a nine. Nine. Okay, who's up next for uh, initiative rolls? All right, so as uh, as Ricky's walking up to this uh, goon, uh, Divine bounces from foot to foot um, as he kind of pulls a rope of electricity out of thin air, wrapping it around his uh, hands like it's... Uh, Kind of like energy knuckle wraps. Um, and he will slowly move in line with Ricky so that, like, from the view of the nine foot tall man, he just pops up, like, right over Ricky's shoulder, ready to throw down. 
Okay, yeah, I'll absolutely give you the two daughter on that. Dope. And I'm going to spend three motes to uh, on the precision observation method. Give me three more dice. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Hot damn. Hot damn, Cody. Holy shit, bud. So starting off at initiative 16. Okay, um, who wants to go next for initiative and stunting or saying how much essence that they're spending or whatever? I was going to do something neat, but then I reread my water aspect ability, so I can't actually stand on water. I can just move across it as a move action. Did you want to go, Britt? Uh, sure, but I'm just going to roll my dice because I don't have anything fancy other than uh, Ferris is going to walk up next to the guys and just get ready for the fight. Might I make a suggestion of not walking up next to them? Because they are both walking into close range. Uh, uh, I am staying at short range. Oh, you're staying but, at short? Okay. Yeah, behind Ricky at short range. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I, I, if I recall, Ferris's uh, bow is best at short range. Correct. Short range is where I will be. Okay. Okay, so Ferris is going to be going at a six. I have a question because it's relevant to how I want to do this. Okay, I have an answer. So I can breathe underwater, basically. Mm-hmm. Being a water aspect and, you know, being around water and all that fun stuff, would I be able to, like, rock it out of the water if I needed to? Or would it just be, like, the slow swimming out of water? As a water aspect and around this area, so long as they're not... As long as you're not being grabbed by, like, zombies underwater, which you're not going to be right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm totally cool with you, like, doing a super cool, like, rocket out of the water, like, entrance. Okay, he's not at the end of the, the pier, right? Like, the very end. There's still space behind him, right? Yes. Well, he's basically blocking the entrance onto the ship. Is there a way for me to pop up behind him, though? Is that feasible? Um, that would be feasible. I'm not sure that you would get the surprise on him. Oh, I mean, it's going to be pretty obvious that I'm, you know, going over there. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have enough room because he's going to also be closing the distance with Ricky and all them. That's fine. I do best at close range. Okay, so popping uh, five moats so I can move across water, um, just sprinting. Elion is going to hop off the pier, run around to the back, and as they're running, the anima tentacles are just going to slice into the water like a shark's fin would out of it, but this is going into it. And they're going to kind of pop up on the other side of the warden and land and just stand behind them in their battle stance. Yep. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, I will absolutely give you a two daughter for that. So two extra dice and uh, an auto success. Plus anything else you're going to spend on it. Uh, I was also going to spend um, two moats to get an automatic success with precision observation method. Okay. So plus my one. Oh, wait, I think I. Plus another yeah. two because you had yeah. uh, auto success from. Auto success from two dot stunt and then the auto success from uh, the precision observation method would put you at a seven plus three would be a ten. Cool. Has he rolled his initiative yet, Brendan? He has not. 
I know being close range to this dude is not the best method, but that's what I'm best at. Alrighty then. So Trolley is going to move in closer as well so she can do her martial arts. Uh, first, she kind of walks up to a slightly higher ground and in like a deep, booming voice commands her army to go ahead and get formation uh, and prepare ready for battle. And then she's going to very intimidatingly, um, like a panther stalking its prey, flexing her muscles, stretching as she walks, limbering up, get closer to the warden and use her observational charm um, as she's standing there, flaring her senses becoming more aware of the battlefield um, and getting in tune and ready to attack um, to add uh, two additional die to her pool. Okay. Uh, I will also give you the two dot stunt plus an auto success. So that's an extra, uh, extra two dice on top of whatever else you're adding on. You said that you use the thing to get more dice or to get an auto success. I was just adding to the dice pool. Um, So So then that would be 12, I believe. Because it's, uh, you rolled eight successes, you got an automatic one from the two-dot stunt, and then you get plus three on uh, initiative rolls. Because your initiative is always a base of three. Works for me. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice.